Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Future Stead Daddy, a.k.a. I'm Just Kidding, a.k.a. It Was Written, a.k.a. Okay, I'm just going to stop because I'm already embarrassing myself. And we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Itsuki. I'm the owner of Howling Sorcery Tattoo. And I'm happy to be here today. We're sitting in my studio. Yeah, this is a really cool studio. This whole thing is just magical i was like oh my gosh look at this it's almost like a small city within this building <laughs> but yeah um so this segment right here is called inside the ink <laughs> i know that sounds so corny that's probably not going to be the title at all but we're going to go with it guys just so bear with me so miss iski so, tell me a little bit about yourself, tell me a little bit about your shop, and tell me a little bit about your craft. Okay, well, I'm a tattoo artist, <laughs> and I like drawing anime and tattooing it a bunch, a bunch of other kinds of cartoons, too. Um, I really like cartoons, and so I'm also an animation student at the Kansas Art Institute. All educated and stuff. Ugh, hardly. It's art school. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I like music a lot. I got a bunch of animals. Oh, you uh, got animals? Yeah. Um, yeah both. Well, so I got a German Shepherd Husky mix. She's my best friend. Oh my gosh, that must be a really beautiful dog. Yeah, she's like upwards of like 80 pounds and is very hairy. <laughs> How much brushing do you have to do a week? Um, actually, not a whole lot. During shed season, we have to brush maybe once a week, but otherwise, it's not too bad. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's all over my clothes, and it collects through the house, but it's only during shed season that you're, like, petting her, and you're just, like, getting clumps of hair coming off of her. I was like, well, if we have enough in here to start our own beauty school. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not in the shop, goodness. <laughs> I'm awesome. like, <laughs> I carry a lint roller with me everywhere whenever it involves tattoos, so that way I'm not, like, dropping dog fur into my client's tattoos. It's like, oh yeah, oh, we God. call this the dog fur tattoo. No, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what's happening here. Oh, God. Um, uh, then I got a cat. She's a white Maine Coon, so again, another fluffy animal. That's a, those are big kitties, too. Yeah. Um, she's a little bit on the smaller side. I'm not sure if she's pure-blooded or not, because I got her from a shelter. But they labeled her as a American short hair, and then she grew up, and her hair is, like, a foot long off of her, so I Good think they were wrong. <laughs> you got a lion at your house? Yeah. I've actually been con contemplating giving her a lion cut, because it'd be really funny. <laughs> 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 she like, no, don't do it. Oh, she'll uh, be so mad at me. It'll be so funny. I can see it now. You wake up and you got water pouring on your head. Where did this even come from? <laughs> cat ninja reflexes. My cat's just like dumping glasses of water onto my bed. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, let me ask you this. So, wait, wait a minute. How much does your man come away? Uh, I don't. I'm, I don't know. Um, probably around like 10, 10 pounds or so. Mm -hmm. So she's not like huge by any means, but she's oh. long. Oh, um, I got a cousin. She has a Maine Coon as well. His name mm. is Griffin. 20 pounds. Jeez. Yeah, she's not that kidding. big. <laughs> she's like probably about that long. 
with her tail. So, oh, I mean, she's... She's a long kitty. She's though. a long cat, but she's thin. So, she doesn't weigh a whole lot. Well, Griffin doesn't like the exercise, so... Um, <laughs> that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Griffin's spoiled. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, let's see. So, let me get down the list here. So, artist, animal lover, hmm. animator, animal lover. <laughs> oh, I have a chinchilla, too. You know what? I would just love to see this wild kingdom of yours because mm. it seems like you got every cute thing that I would personally enjoy because I love animals. Yeah. And I mean, that's just me. My roommate has animals, too, so it's like a zoo in our house. <laughs> what kind of animals your roommate have? Well, she has a miniature Australian shepherd. Cute. So we got a big dog and a little one. And then she has a rat and a ball python. Get out of here. Yeah. So, we got a lot of animals. <laughs> so, for um, for magical animal um, settings, they have their own zoo. Um, more in detail later today. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's awesome, though. So, animal lovers indeed. Mm-hmm. So... All right, so when I well, this is the first time I'm meeting, and the first thing I saw when I first came in was like, "Wow, what a painted lady!" Uh. <laughs> I was like, I knew she was a tattoo artist because like we had had dialogue on youth, on um, Instagram because I was like, "Yo, I need to do an interview with you. <laughs> I have to do this." And plus, you're a lady in the tattoo industry. This is something I'm glad to do. Let me. Let me come through. And she was like, you know what? Yeah, you seem cool. You don't seem weird. So come through. Uh, and I appreciate that because I know dudes on Instagram can be kind of thirsty. So um, thank you very much for knowing that I try to represent men in the best way possible if I can. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, because I know how these guys be up in the DMs like, yo, what's up, girl? How you doing? <laughs> you know, I found that when I first started tattooing, like six years ago it was really really bad when it came to like men hitting me up on the internet and, like especially trying to get free tattoos from me or like telling me that they would bring me like weed or something for a free tattoo and like try and hang out with me and I was just like after so many years of that happening and me putting my foot down and being really firm with everybody around me that that kind of shit doesn't fly with me like it completely stopped that's good so like now, like, maybe I'll get one or two messages that are weird a year. And that's it. And, like... Go, girl. And I think... I don't know. Maybe I intimidate people online. I don't know. Um, to me. You just don't say no shit. And, you know, when it does happen, too, like, I'm always just like, look, like, one, I'm too busy for a relationship. Two, mm-hmm. I have no interest. Three, you're not getting anything free from me. So, if you want to book an appointment with me... That's cool. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm done. Stay the hell out of my DMs. <laughs> and, you know, people are actually usually, re- like, really receptive to that because I handle it in a professional way. And so they're just like, oh, okay, this person is a professional and is treating me like I'm a client, so I need to treat them like like they're a professional instead of just some lady on the internet. So I, I, I commend you for that. Thanks. It took a long time to get to that point, but it's worth it because now I don't have just, like people sending me like dick pics and whatever online can you explain something to me yeah what why do guys think 
dick pics is the way to get a girl's attention. Okay, I've never so that. I really don't think that men do it to get a woman's attention. I really don't. I think it's a power move. A power move? Yeah, it's like it's like the same as like groping a girl in the club or something. Like it's an invasion of a girl's sanctity to to objectify her, to make her feel bad about herself, to say, I am man and you have to see my sexuality. And so I don't really think that it's a way to pick up ladies. I think it's a way to just dominate over them. No. Yeah. I, I, I just, okay, look, as a man, as a man who is very into women, mm. I never thought that was a good move ever. It's really not. And so I don't think that men who are doing it are to are doing it to flirt. Do they have any home training? Huh? It's not like these dudes don't even have any home training, to be honest. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I mean... I'm not one of them, so I'm just speculating from a woman's perspective. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, let me just say this. Okay, look. I've had girls ask me mm-hmm. for that type of thing. Yeah. That's one thing. If they're asking me. Of course. But the last thing I'm trying to do is like, hmm, I want to show like this. Click. Yeah, just like adding, adding random girls on Facebook and just like sending them pictures of your penis. It's fucking weird. See, <laughs> see that, that makes a girl think that you're kind of a creep and you might throw her in a basement or something like That's that. That's because they probably would. And so begins another <laughs> chapter of the Ted Bundy story. Sorry, I'm sad guy from... On Netflix. I'm seeing so many people saying that Ted Bundy is, like, really attractive and that he should have gotten off and all this other stuff. And I'm sitting there on Facebook just like, yeah, I'm deleting you and I'm deleting you. Okay, that's just Stockholm Syndrome at its finest. I'm just like, why are you, like, standing serial killers and saying they're sexy? It's freaking weird. It's like, ooh, what's your favorite serial killer? (laughs) It's like, ooh, I wish Jeffrey Dahmer would murder me and eat me. You know, I've actually had people ask me before for tattoos that are, like, related to serial killer cases. And I'm just like, how about we put, like, something from a horror movie on you? Like, a work of fiction, rather than you glorifying some serial killer that actually murdered dozens of people. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't tattoo those people. So like, oh yeah, it gets me so hot just thinking about Jeffrey Dahmer. That is so weird. The, the, <laughs> first, first of all, I know I probably would have been a preference of Jeffrey Dahmer just because of the fact he likes the dark meat the best from what he explained. He wouldn't eat me at least. No, he he go after gay men. Well, he doesn't like tattooed people. Oh, he doesn't? Mm-mm, he says that it taints their, their taste. Makes them taste bad. Well, I got one tattoo, so I guess I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> Going after you like, look, bro, look, look, look. You don't like, want me. <laughs> yes. Like, Curses. Your meat is not. <laughs> Spoiled. Spoiled it. Spoiled and foiled. <laughs> For the time I've toiled. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not so bad. I sound like, like a bad medieval character trying to guess on Game of Thrones or something like that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so okay so um as a note Eastky is saying um no to serial killers no to siller- serial killers just say no just say no just say no to if they drug- try and kill you look at them and say no that's illegal <laughs> what 
I guess, technically. Yeah. That's it's super illegal. You can't break the law. <laughs> if only people understood that in the United States of America, oh my God. this would be a better place. <laughs> but yes, no, don't murder that lady. Just because she didn't give you your phone, give you her phone number. Don't go to jail. Don't go to jail <laughs> for the rest of your life because you're just mad about something that you can't get. I'm sorry. Just because uh, she didn't like your dick pic on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, it's like, sir. Look, understand. You know, you got kind of like this bulbous thing going on, Ugh. or whatever it is. But um, can you can you just kind of knock it off, please, or cut it off? Because nobody wants to see that. That's just a gross word, bulbous. Oh, what about <laughs> moist? You know, moist doesn't bother me at all. You see, you know, you're one of the only few people I know that moist doesn't bother. <laughs> like, how many times in this podcast can we say moist? Oh, I'm pretty sure we can moisten. <laughs> The <laughs> moisten the moisten the pot a little bit. Just start doing AS, ASMR. Moist. Moist. <laughs> I'm gonna. So I just lost like a thousand, like, um, like five followers. It's my fault. I'm sorry. Come back. <laughs> I promise we will try to not make this even more moist <laughs> than it already is. Are you sure? I'm kind of enjoying this moist fest we have happening. Yes. No. 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 I'm done. <laughs> I had the mo- mo- um. I had the most moist oh cake. Oh God! Like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only context that people are usually okay when like saying the word moist is they're like, oh, it's a moist cake. It's like okay, well that makes it okay. So I think we just need to start talking about cake instead. Yeah. Um. I had a chocolate cake because it was one of my friend's birthday. Shout out to Hoovian. Yeah. And um. That was pretty moist. Yeah. It changed my life. Good. Like, I'm happy to hear that. A moist chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already having a lot of fun with you. I knew you were going to be cool when I first met you, uh, first time I hit you up. Oh, God. But this is fucking cool. Thanks. Yeah. Like, well, congratulations. You just got to the random moist part of our podcast. Oh, God. We're going to stop saying moist, hopefully, even though right now I just said it like twice in a sentence. <laughs> Okay, enough of that. No more the M word. Mm. All right. I'm I'm saying that like it was like Voldemort or something like that. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe you just said that on 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 this podcast. Oh yeah, you want smoke Voldemort? Come holler at me. <gasps> yeah, I'll give you all that smoke like Harry did. God, you're bold. Dude, definitely <laughs> hollows part two. No, we gonna have a part three. Definitely hollows part three. This time it's with me. You better know. They call me the Black Wizard for a reason. And it's not because of my skin color. It's because I faded to black, y'all. Because I'm hard like that. It's because every time you wave your wand and say the word moist, you kill three. So. <laughs> I'm Moistus, sorry! Moistus Patronus! <laughs> Moistus Patronus! Expetra Moistonius! Okay, there goes about five more people. I'm sorry! <laughs> So, um, let's talk about something else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, as I was looking at some of your tattoo work, Mm. which is incredible, and I'm not gonna lie, it made me geek out a lot about (laughs) something before we started this. Yo, I gotta say this too. Mm. I take it you did some of the work on your tattoos as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because is that the Naruto fox right there in it? No, it's just a fox. 
Still a cute fox. Though. Thank you. It's got little bows on its ears. It got both. Let me yeah, see. It's got little bows on its ears. Oh my gosh! It does have. Yeah, oh. it's cute. No, Iski is also going to be known as Kawaii Fox now. <laughs> Kitsune Kawaii desu yo. Oh, Nihongo desu? Oh, only a little tiny bit. Skoshine, <laughs> yeah. Hmm? Ah, uh, Skoshine, huh? I am not about to try and speak Japanese on this podcast. <laughs> I will embarrass myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. So, have you ever been to Japan? No, but I am trying to study in Japan after I graduate. Girl, go to Japan. You will love it. I went back in my uh, senior, like the end of my senior year of high school. I worked like two jobs I could go and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I was in the Tokyo area, um, this place called Higashi Moriyama, mm-hmm. a little bit outside of Tokyo. It's basically like the independence of Tokyo. And went through the Sister City program. It was the most exceptional month I've ever had. Yeah. I, uh, well, after I graduate, I'm trying to start my application process this summer because I graduate next spring. Um, I'll be doing a language program in Shibuya that mm. um, will prepare me to learn Japanese to the extent of doing like high level university courses. Awesome. Um, so that way, then I can apply for getting my master's in manga and animation in Tokyo. That's so, so I'll be over there for a few years. <laughs> I am going to tell you, though, girl, be careful going to bathhouses with the tattoos. You they know, won't let me in. They, I know. Like, unfortunately. Heck, I can't go in because I got one tattoo now. I went before I, mean, I got a tattoo. Before I got a tattoo. If it's small enough, you can put a bandage over it and they won't say anything. Yeah, probably so. But no, definitely so. But I'm not going to lie. The bathhouse experience is, 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 is interesting. Yeah. There's a few that are kind of, like, more touristy based um, that do allow tattoos. But they're very few and far between. And honestly, like, I don't want to overstep any of my boundaries when I'm over there when it comes to my tattoos and the way that I present myself. So, like, I'm going to stay covered 90% of the time just that way I'm respectful to the people that are there. Because right. it's, it's a different culture and it's directly related to the Yakuza and I don't want anybody to think the wrong thing about me. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it's it's rough when you judge a book by its co- when they judge a book by its cover. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy is though the tattoo culture in Asia has gotten really like progressive in a lot of aspects. You see mm-hmm. a lot more just like regular civilians with tattoos that are yeah. non yakuza related. Especially like you go to like Shinjuku or Shibuya area or something like that. You mm-hmm. don't see a lot of folks with like different tattoos and they're not even yakuza related yeah well it's it's with the younger generation is a lot more accepting of it and that's one of the reasons why like i want to do this language program in shibuya is because like i'll be right in the heart of like such a younger generation kind of cultured area so that way i'm not gonna stick out like a sore freaking thumb while i'm anything they're gonna ask if they can take pictures would you (laughs) probably it's like oh american with tattoos and she's pretty yes i want a picture (laughs) <laughs> That's how you know you're on like five or six Instagrams. Because, girl, they had Instagram back in the day when I was over there in 07. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I would have been all over people's Instagrams. Like, follow oh, me on probably. Instagram. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, you know, thinking about it now, if I knew then what I know now, mm. I'm kind of glad that um, social media wasn't at its height yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, saw, they saw a big black guy. He was like, oh my God, Bobble Sap. <laughs> Michael Tyson. Michael Tyson. <laughs> I'm like, I'm neither one of those guys. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, can I touch your hair? 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it was like they had an infatuation with my hair when I was over there. So it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, so oh, really. they don't get to see like puffy, curly hair, you know? Yeah, they're just like, it's like, man, good thing I did my hair today. Yeah. <laughs> That's like I put some afro grease in there. Oh so. gosh, yeah, I'll probably keep my hair lighter when I go over there too, so that way, like. One of the main things is if you're a foreigner with a lot of tattoos, I've talked to my sensei about this a lot because mm. she lived in Japan for a very long time. And like, she was pretty much like, if you're a foreigner and you have a lot of tattoos, they're going to look at you first and foremost as, oh, it's a foreigner. And then they're going to look secondary. It's a foreigner with a lot of tattoos. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to treat you as a foreigner with a lot of tattoos rather than a person with a lot of tattoos. And so... It's completely different if you're Asian or Asian passing because then they see you as a person with a lot of tattoos and they'll judge you on that first. And since they kind of have like this weird soft spot where you're like the Japanese people's favorite dog as an American. (laughs) Oh boy. Um, Then they're going to see me as the cute American first and then be like, oh, you also have a lot of tattoos. Wow. Well, if I was Japanese passing, then they would be like, what are you doing? Like... Why do you have so many tattoos? Like, why? What are you doing here? So I'm not overly concerned about it. I'm just going to make sure my hair is blonde and go over there. And they're all just going to be like, oh my god, you're so blonde. (laughs) (laughs) They do have an infatuation with blonde hair. (laughs) I mean, me too. So. So they're just like, their infatuation is like, oh, a blonde. He must be American. She must be American. I was like... (laughs) So, what do you think about Dennis Rodman when he goes to Asia? <laughs> oh, is that American? <laughs> uh, who, like, knows? who knows? <laughs> like, I see some animes where the black guys got blonde hair. It's just like, okay, we already know that's not natural. But <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> but it's, I was like, man, next time I go back to Japan, maybe I need to dye my hair blonde. <laughs> That'd be awesome. A little like a knockout Chris Brown to see what happens. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> it's just like. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, you just like walk around Japan with your blonde hair and just like scat for people all day. Oh, Chris Brown? It's like no. Chris Brown gained a lot of weight. <laughs> it's been a few years since I've been on camera. See, it's a pituitary gland situation. And um, yeah, but I'm Chris Brown. I don't have the dance moves like I used to though. Um, bad knees, it's fine. Bad knees from all the back flips. <laughs> all the back flips. But, um, I smoked a lot of weed and um, ate a lot of Taco Bell. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So here we are. So fact But Chris yeah, Brown. I'm Chris Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though I've gotten mistaken for Sean Kingston in, like, Amsterdam mm-hmm. by, like, these African dudes. It was crazy. Okay, so I was, like, sitting, I was walking. I was walking to my, um, to my plane to go to Germany mm-hmm. and I was going out there to visit a friend and all of a sudden I hear it's like, it's like huh? all of a sudden I had two African guys they're like do you know who you are? do you know who you are? I'm yeah? yes it's I like, think you're so you're Sean Kingston Sean Kingston and I'm like no I'm not quit lying take a picture with us and I'm like, so I'm pretty sure that photo was framed somewhere in their in their hometown in their mom's Probably. House. It's like a treasured uh, possession. Of me looking confused, throwing up the peace sign like this. And <laughs> I, I'm like, they really thought I was Sean King. So I'm like, I don't look anything like him. Plus my forehead is not that big. 
<laughs> oh man! So I, I didn't even have a Jamaican accent. Like, right? I was like, you. It's like that was it. It's like I sounded like a straight up American. Like, like hi, hey guys, how's it going? Like, <laughs> like I grew up in the suburbs, not Kingston, Jamaica. Right. I was like, uh, no, I'm not. He's like, you can hear all. Oh my gosh. Well. That's still pretty. That's still kind of cool, though. <laughs> so, I guess celebrity sightings. Um, I get Biggie, Rick Ross when I grow my beard out. <laughs> um, um, I get um, Luther Van Ross. Um, I'm not licensed enough for Jared Levert, <laughs> um, but um, for some reason, I always get like the bigger, big famous people. Yeah. They even got dark skin, heavy D ones, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get mistaken for any celebrities. Well. Nope. <laughs> congratulations. I mean, the tattoos kind of did it in. <laughs> well, at that point, you can always say, hey, I'm going to be a future hero in your next favorite anime. Because you look that cool to me. I mean, if I continue on the path I'm going down, I can probably write myself into <laughs> to a show someday. I can actually imagine you as an anime character. Yeah, I'm definitely the uh, the rival archetype. That's me. <laughs> I like that. That's cool, though. So, what anime have you been on following recently? Speaking of anime. Hmm. It's like, what is your go-to anime right now? Mm, I've been making my way through Mob Psycho 100 lately. Yo, that anime's dope. Oh, it's, it's so cool. Same it's like... One hunch, man. I love it's a... It. Uh, basically an animator's wet dream it's just that whole show rolled up it's just especially the fight sequences in it are just unfucking real like the the manga cause discussed a lot in interviews about how proud he is of the storyboard artists that have been working with him because as a mangaka you work you you create your comic and then you meet with the storyboard artist and then the storyboard artist handed down to the animators and then right. the animators animate it and so the storyboard artists are this just, like, insanely difficult, important part of the whole piece of the puzzle when creating an anime out of a manga. And so the mangaka for One Punch Man and Bob Psycho, he's just, like, dumbfounded at how incredible his storyboard artists are. Because he's mm. like, they take my vision and they put it in a way that is so understandable and so readable that they just hand it off to these fresh animators. They're all really young. Like, everybody that's working on Mob Psycho is, like, in their 20s. Wow. They're incredibly talented artists. And none of them ever have any questions about the storyboard or the direction that they need to go in. Because everything is just so clear and so well done. And it really shows within the animated sequences, especially in those battle scenes, because they're like flipping perspectives everywhere so rapidly, but you never lose track of what's happening. That's that's amazing. It's really cool. <laughs> I'm appreciating it because like, I still need to watch the second season of Mob Psycho. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I'm definitely putting on the list to do within the next week or so. Yeah. But I've been catching up with the new One Punch Man season. Mm. And... I'm more impressed with this season than I was with the last season. Yeah. Like, the animation is just ridiculous. It's like they evolved. Yep. And that's um, that's what people have been telling me about the second season of uh, Mob Cycle. Even the live-action show was actually pretty good. I haven't watched the live-action. Yeah. On Netflix. 
I wish they would sponsor me for this. <laughs> hey, Netflix, give me a show. <laughs> give us all a show. One you know, of these days. <laughs> like, seriously, Netflix, just hand out the shows like you hand out the comedian specials. I'm telling you, you put my <laughs> podcast on there, we'll make hits. You know, I could finally have Beyonce right in front of me with Jay-Z me mugging me in the, um, in the, um, in the corner like, <laughs> don't say anything inappropriate to my wife or else it's, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Jay-Z, please don't shoot me. Oh, Anyways. God. <laughs> no, I... I avoid live-action adaptations of animated shows and series like The Plague. Oh. I just don't watch them. Oh, come on. You didn't like the Death Note movie? I did not watch it. Or the Full Metal Alchemist movie? I did not watch it. Or the Attack on Titan movie? Oh, I definitely didn't watch that one. <laughs> the Dragon Ball Evolution? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone you list has a worse reputation. <laughs> Can we just talk about Ghost in the Shell? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I did not, not watch that one. Oh, God. I avoided that one like the plague. I shouldn't have watched the Death Note movie. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Okay, the Japanese okay. one was cool, but that yeah, one... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only live adaptation that I've ever actually watched was the old school Death Note one. Like, the old Japanese one. That was one. a good one. And it was really weird and really cool. But, yeah. like, man, I just got this thing where it's like, if you... If you can't make something better than it already was, mm-hmm. then don't do it. You should tell that to a lot of these directors. So. I know. They, <laughs> like, they, oh, it's literally just a money pandering scheme is all it is. They're you, like, wow, we have this really successful animated television show. So let's crank out a piece of garbage so that way we can make some money. You know what they're doing with Cowboy Bebop, right? I know. <laughs> You know it's coming, right? My heart is actively breaking. <laughs> We're about to see an original classic that has captured the heart of all of us be made into a live action, and then we die inside. I hate it. That was like my first like adult-themed anime I'd ever watched. I hate it. I it, hate it. It's gonna hurt. I can't, I can't believe that they're doing this to us. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, they kind of got all the characters right. Wait a minute, Jet's black. Okay, um, I guess that's progressive, but... I like, mean, he, he could. I mean, he thinking could. about it, Jet could be a black dude. Yeah, like his character at, design could allow for it, for sure. Yes, but... But corgis are still corgis. Why, why would they, you make a husky? I forgot, what is it, a husky? It's a husky. Okay, yeah, that, that I was like... Movie's over. It's done. Yeah. Yep. You couldn't get a corgi. Who? Why the heck couldn't you get a corgi? Okay, so I don't understand that either because, like, have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Okay, so the corgi on that show is incredible. It's impeccably trained. It's adorable. It has the same markings as Ayn. Why wouldn't they just hire that corgi? Uh, I mean, it wouldn't it's have been there. that hard. It's I, there. I mean, come on. You don't have to budget. Netflix has billions of dollars. You couldn't get one corgi. And, like, if if a TV show of that caliber can get a corgi, then the remake or the live-action make of Cowboy Bebop can get the same corgi. I mean, they found a dog in a case. Yeah. How are you going to find a whole husky in a case? I mean, some huskies are, like, only 45 pounds or whatever, but, like, still. Still. They could have... I'm sorry. Just get a corgi. You cannot name that dog Irons. You name that dog Irons. (laughs) I'm sorry, but um, we're going to box. Like, that's not a... I will fight the director. <laughs> like, that's just, like, such a specific 
thing from the show that they just aesthetically completely screwed up. How do you get lazy on a dog? Yeah. People love dogs. Get it right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, heck, I would have took a chihuahua or a husky. I wouldn't. I would have been pissed off about a chihuahua, too. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I would have been too. It was like a minute. minute, It would have been like, no. No. uh, Too small. (laughs) It was like, we decided to get a... um, Get a um, Chinese fighting dog. Hmm. <laughs> well, hmm. I mean, Spike is technically Chinese, so I mean, that could have worked. I guess so, but... <laughs> that could <laughs> But it's still coming back to the point of, get a corgi, it's not that hard. Yes. It's really not. And also, my earlier point of, if you can't make it better, don't make it. And yet, Just we're don't. still getting it. <laughs> it's like, we're going to be force-fed this, strapped to a chair... Eating a spoonful of things we do not want to eat. Am I going to watch it more than likely? I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go for it. I want to take a risk, bleed from my eyes a little bit, bleach my brain to try to forget this me- uh, memory, Mm-mm. and um, <laughs> try again if I don't die from watching this one. I'm just not going to watch it. I can't do that to myself. You got to disappoint yourself every once in a while. It keeps you humble as an anime fan. <laughs> I know, but I'm not going to do it with a live-action adaptation. I'll do it with one of the, like, B-rated spin-off movies or something. <laughs> well, we could always go back to Prince of Tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, like, watch one of the, like, 40 Naruto movies that they've come out with. <laughs> oh, at least they haven't made a Naruto live-action. Don't jinx it. Please don't jinx it. We've gotten musicals. Yeah, but there's, like, musicals of every anime now. Yes. And they're all awful. Princess Tennis one was trying. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm a part of a lot of like um, online communities and I follow a lot of artists for My Hero Academia. I love My Hero Academia. Because like I'm I'm a content creator for the fandom for My Hero and like so I see a lot of it all the time, and I keep on seeing snippets from the the musical that they have going on right now. No, 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 no. I will no. say, I will say that the actors are hot, the costuming great, mm-hmm. everything else is terrible. Well, and there begins <laughs> another saga where they make money. <laughs> oh my god, I know. And like everybody keeps fawning over the guy who's playing Bakugo and he is a little like living gremlin. He is too much for me. I, I mean, mean the character himself is kind of gremlin like as it is, so I guess he's doing a good job, but I don't see why everybody's fawning over him when he's just like he's kinda gross. Well, they like the fact that he's such a explosive character. Like, I love Bakugo as a character. I love him. I have him tattooed on my body. I love him. Really? But, like, I am not going to sit there and be like, oh my god, he's so hot. He's not. <laughs> you know what's the weird fan obsession right now? Bakugo's mom. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's like the weird obsession. It's like... Everybody's that, in love with Mitsuki. It's so funny. It's like, they're either in love with Mitsuki or I've seen things done with Su-chan. And then mm. also... Bakugo X his best friends or Bakugo X Midoriya. Well, I mean, like Baku Daiku is the number one ship in Japan right now. Like it is the most popular pairing. I've seen that. I was like, it's everywhere. Okay, let's see what's on Instagram today. Oh, right here, Academia. That's a cool picture. Let me swipe down some more. Oh, this guy. 
Rated X really fast. <laughs> I'm surprised that it's getting away with that on Instagram, to be fair. Yeah. Like, I I will post, like, some Ihago faces or whatever that I draw on Instagram, and they will pull that shit down. They're just like, this is too sexually charged. Get out of here. Well, I mean, Ihago is not like, it, it's not like you're actually showing something. Yeah, either. usually, like, the most you get is, like, some tits. But, like, every now and then there's something more, but, like, it's just a pure Ihago face. It's just a person with a lot of liquids on their face. And making oh. strange, oh. lewd, lewd facial expressions. They're one oh hell of a time to draw. It's so much fun. <laughs> She's like, okay, should I add a little bit of a drop here? <laughs> or a lot of drops everywhere. She's <laughs> like, as long as we missed a tongue, I think we should be okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. I I draw a lot of Ahiago. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's popular. I mean, heck, the cosplay models are doing it too. Oh, God. I've seen so many Ahigo <laughs> photos. I some... can't. It's so cringy. Like, yeah, I'm like, please stop. I was like, now you I mean, that... like, you do you or whatever. Like, make whatever face you want. But, like, I'm going to let all the real life girls who are listening to this, I want you to know that making Ahigo faces in real life is not sexy. I don't know. It's some, not. Some of these girls are getting paid off of this stuff. They're like, you can buy my um, Ahe Go set for $10. Cha-ching! Oh, my God. It's like, I got all your favorite anime characters. I was like, sometimes Okay, I'm- so, like, I get it, like, if you're specifically taking requests to, like, cosplay as a favorite anime character and make those right. faces. Because then that's, like, going into just, like, the fantasy realm that's very specific for different clients. Indeed. But, like... I don't know. I saw like an upsurge of it. It's just like a trend that girls were doing it left and right. And I'm just like sitting here like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like not into 3D people or something, but like not <laughs> not attractive. <laughs> I was just like, for me, it was just like, you know, you you were into some twisted hentai. If you, <laughs> hey, there's there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I know we can both say that there's been some hentai where you know whatever. You know, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just like, man, I did not know Ahigo was going to become a fetish. Yeah. I man, mean, I mean, just like with the rise of popularity in anime in general, like, yeah, it was bound to happen. I mean, heck, I, was, I found out you can get a whole pajama set or a whole sheet set of, like, girls doing Ahigo. I've um, seen, like, custom wraps for sports cars of it. That stuff is great. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I would actually just get that to mess with people. I know. I think that's like half of why people wear that kind of stuff and own it. And like, I've tattooed a lot of them on people too. And I feel like often people get them on their body just because it's fucking funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. I'm just trying to picture like 20, 30 years from now. You know, they're a little older. They got grand, their grandparents now. Yeah. And then like they ask me to kind of slip up. Maybe their shirt comes up or something like that. And it shows this I gold girl or guy or something like that. It's like, <laughs> Grandma, what's with that expression on this um, on this cartoon character? Well, honey. <laughs> well, honey, um, she's just really surprised. To- like, Grandpa walks out. Yeah, let's come. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <like>, come. <laughs> well, when two people love each other very much, or when people just really want to be shock and awe factor. <laughs> And they tattoo really silly, amazing stuff on their bodies. And that was the same night your mother was born. Oh, okay. God. 
<laughs> oh, man. Sorry. I mean, let's face it, though. Like, when we're that old to the point where, like, we're grandparents or whatever, our bodies are already going to be wasted. So, like, who cares? <laughs> I mean, fuck it. At that point, I mean, to be quite honest, I have seen a lot of, because um, I've seen, like, people doing, like, you know, collag- like collages and everything of, like, older people with tattoos. I was like, man, they look freaking cool. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, hey, Rocky, you got it. Shoot, mm-hmm. dude, I've seen that, hey, a 63-year-old woman with tattoos can still be just as attractive as a 20-year-old with tattoos. hmm So, hey, it's art to me. That's why I just, like, I've never had any problems with it. My mom's, my mom, I showed her one tattoo, she almost died. <laughs> You ruined your beautiful chocolate skin. Oh my god! Oh, you just like your daddy when he got earrings. Oh my god, my no. <laughs> I was like, hey, mom, I'm gonna get my ears pierced. I will fucking kill you. Oh my god. <laughs> my mom has uh, not been very pleased with the progression of my body modifications, <laughs> but. Oh, is that Sasuke? Yeah, I got Sasuke, Spike, Dandy, and then my Bakugo right there. Oh my gosh. It's all my own work, too. Is there a Pokeball right there? No. Oh, I'm not sure. No, that's this? a fan. This? Oh, not that one. Oh, which one? Oh, wait, that's a fan from um, the Uchiha clan. Oh, yeah, that? Yeah. That's the Uchiha crest. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm tripping. Okay, for a minute, I was like, wait a minute, you got a Pokeball, too? <laughs> yeah, there's it? just a Pokeball on the back of Sasuke's shirt. It's fine. <laughs> I was just like, oh, wait a minute, that's Naruto. Ultimate I mean, crossover. Pokeball... How would you even do that? Uh, I was like, what, what are we going to do? Like, catch the, uh, the non-tailed fox in a Pokeball? It's like, oops, it was an accident. Sorry, Naruto. Just like, oops. Sorry, oh Sasuke. God. But it's like, that is an ancient demon. How did he even get caught in that thing? Pikachu is just like, Pika? Like, what am I doing here? It's like, Ryan Reynolds, Detective Pikachu comes up. <laughs> oh my god. Is it bad that I really want to see that movie? No, it looks really cute. Like, right. I'm, I'm just like, I just feel like this is going to be the most wholesome moment of Ryan Reynolds' career. Yeah, it looks really adorable. Even though I'm always going to think, okay, this is Deadpool Pikachu right here. <laughs> Deadpool Pikachu. Or, Let Pikachu say fuck. If only. <laughs> that if would, only. That you know, that would be like the most history-making point of Pokemon ever. It'd be like I will become a. F- I will actually sit down and watch all the cartoons all over again. Yeah. From when they had 150 to about a thousand. <laughs> and the Indigo League was Pokemon's prime, though. Oh my gosh! So good. I feel so <laughs> old. Like I was like, I remember back in my day when they had 150 Pokemon. <laughs> right. Before we even knew there were 151. (laughs) And then, I found out they were at 250. I went to 275. I don't remember, but I remember there was one shaped like a fist. (laughs) And now we got ones that are shaped like ice cream cones. Oh my god. I'm just like, they're running out of ideas. I think they made one that looks like a pogo stick. (laughs) We got a Pikachu that's not a Pikachu, it's actually a dead Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know what is going on, but I do know that back in my day, they used to be a little bit more simpler. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, Sonny? Oh, God. It was like, I remember your Pokemon had to harden and harden and harden. 
That's all the moves I knew. Maybe tackle. Or you were using a metal pod. Oh my god. Sorry, what happened to that evolution? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's still a thing. <laughs> Metapod, Harden! Harden again! Kakuna! <laughs> oh my god. And then you get a bee drill. <laughs> a bee drill. <laughs> they knew what they were doing when they named them. They uh, knew. Oh, you know they did. There was, like, there was some inside jokes in the Pokemon office. You oh my see. god, I'm sure. I'm just like, so, baby, you get my cocoon hard. You ready to be B-drilled tonight? Or shall we, you know, make this into a Metapod night and I can eat my Butterfree? <laughs> and that is the worst Pokemon pickup lines that I have ever stated in my life. Like, hey, honey, let me get a Pikachu. Well, then, you might blast toys. (laughs) (laughs) We are actively falling apart. (laughs) This is what you don't do. Oh, God. This has been my life since I was, like, 14. It's fine. (laughs) See, this is, um, you're getting to see the deepest, darkest secrets of us as we try to express how we use pickup lines to get significant others. It only works on weebs. It works on weebs. That's about it. (laughs) So, if you want to use this technique, make sure you um, abide by going on to your local weeb site and then use the pickup line. Don't try it at the bar, only the ramen shop. Yeah. Definitely at the ramen shop. Only at the ramen shop. Make sure it's the one that plays anime, not the one that plays old Japanese music. (laughs) So... Yeah, go to the one in Westport. Don't go to the other one. Go to Samazama. Oh my god, they play so much anime music there. <laughs> oh my gosh, and she loves baseball. Oh my god, so much. It's so cute. Oh my gosh, that lady's so adorable. She should give us some free gift cards for <laughs> for promoting her shop. <laughs> yes, um, so if you're in Kansas City, you should go to Samazama, where they have some of the most exquisite Japanese food I've ever had in my life. And then on top of that, it's also nerd-friendly. A great place for you and your nerdette or and your nerdy. Owned by the cutest lady. Oh my god. She's really nice. And she She's seems, so nice. She doesn't age. She looks the same like she did 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Incredible. It's like baseball and anime keeps her youthful. I hope it works for me. <laughs> me too. I was like, I know black don't crack unless you smoke it, but still. At the same time, that doesn't mean I can't be a little bit more youthful. Yeah. Like. The Asian lady that is like 40 some years old and still looks like she's in her 20s. <laughs> I mean, man, I don't know. Maybe being an animator will keep me in my 20s forever. <laughs> so, go into Manga Car. Mm-hmm. Do that work. And you shall be able to be as young as you want to be. I mean, look at Hayao Miyazaki. I mean, he's like pushing. In his 80s now, he still looks like he's maybe like 50-something. He's still pushing out shows. I was like, how's he doing it? He's such a champ. He's a champion. God. Oh my gosh. I think he's just like reached a level of immortality through sheer talent alone. Yeah, he's bathing in children's blood. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That guy is my idol. So. <laughs> man, we've been sitting here nerding out for like the last 30 minutes and everything. Yet, I have not asked a serious question. Oh, yeah. 
Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, I'm going in with my inner oil, bro. All right. Okay, here's the goes. So, when it comes to your process of tattooing, what do you like to do to make sure you bring a good aura to the room? Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Tattooing is inherently a spiritual practice. Throughout all of history, it's been used ritually, it's been used as a coming-of-age process, as a mark of a warrior, a priestess, anyone who's reaching a level that is one step higher than they already were. Right. It's a way to claim your body and express who you really are. And, like, back in the origins of tattooing, especially in, like, a lot of the tribes in Africa... It was used as a practice to signify different marks of a woman's coming-of-age story. And Mm. every time that they punctured the skin with their sharpened sticks and ink, um, they said that the, the holes that were created in the body are actually portals or catalysts for spirits to move in and out of a woman's body. Wow. And so men weren't allowed around the rituals at all because men's spirits were considered unpure and dominating. And so when a woman was going through her ritual, if a man was to come near the ritual, his spirit could completely take over hers. Scary Hmm. stuff. Um, So anyways, I apply... Not the part about men, because I personally don't hold the belief that men are unpure beings. I don't believe that they're less than women at all. Um... But I do still uphold the feeling and sentiment that when I'm opening up somebody's skin, it's allowing for energy to pass between me and the other person. Wow, that's awesome. And so, as a practitioner, I always make sure that like I'm in a good headspace and I'm creating an environment that's welcoming and inviting, that feels very home-feeling. So that way, anxieties can be at an absolute low. And... Um, I don't know, like, I, I'm a, when I'm working, I'm a gentle spoken person, and I'm, I'm very centered all the time. Mm. I meditate daily to make sure that, like, my energy isn't chaotic when I'm tattooing people, because I do think that there's some validity to practitioner to patient, there's an exchange. Mm. And so that's kind of like a long-winded way to say that, like, I just make sure that I myself am doing all right. Because <laughs> if I'm doing good, then my client's going to do good. That's, I like that. Thanks. <laughs> I, I really like that a lot. I think, I think that's the best thing I've heard a tattoo artist say. Like, I've watched shows, shows and stuff like that. Mm. But I like that. Because I see, like, kind of how you got it set up. I mean, you got, you got, like, a nice little plant hanging up. <laughs> And then on top of that, I see you got um, you got like this rock salt over here for mm-hmm. like, cause I know that brings essence to a room and stuff like that. I got the Chinese waving cat. Yeah. And so it's just like you just make this room kind of just seem like it's welcoming. And I'm telling you, it's not like a giant studio, but it's I'm telling you, like it's comfortable being here because like I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, this is simple enough. It's mm-hmm. not too much. It's got good lighting in here. Yeah, I love the lighting in here. It's super pure. I mean, but. heck, I felt comfortable as soon as I walked out. I was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. Cause, you know, some dark tattoo shots are like, you know, dark as all giddy up or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's like hard metal music going on and stuff like that. Like, yeah. 
I, I can't do it. Like, sometimes if I've been, like, tattooing somebody for a long time and, like, we're both like, all right, we got to crank through this. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, we'll play some metal. But, like, yeah, it's something that's, like, both of us are doing rather than, like, yeah, welcome to my forward. shop. I'm tough, manly man, and you're going to get whatever I tell you to get. Because that's what I feel like a lot of tattoo shops become, and it's just a really toxic environment. Mm. And, like, I've noticed a lot of people like to come to me for their very first tattoo because they'll walk into other tattoo shops and get scared. Oh, yeah, because people are, like, sitting there, they got a firm face on their It's like, welcome to Jean's Tattoos. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and get you a little ink. Now bite this bullet. Right, and it's just, like... Especially, like, little 18-year-old girls that, like, have never been exposed to it before. They're just like, I don't want this big buff biker guy touching me for two hours and giving me artwork that I don't actually want that I feel pressured to get. Right. And so, like, I get a lot of first-timers in here and, like, giving them, like, a really good experience that way. They don't have to be scared of getting tattoos because it's not that scary. It's really not. See, see, I like your spirit. Thanks. (laughs) Like, seriously, this is... If if I had like for instance I got little sisters okay mm-hmm. if they wanted to get a tattoo I would send them to you thank you I I literally would like mm-hmm. I mean they're all the way in Jacksonville Florida but they came up to <laughs> Kansas City were like brother I want to get a tattoo I'm pointing them in your direction because I know they'll get the help they need you would help them kind of come up with a design they're huge anime fans too so nice so we'd be able to do something cool then yeah so like. If I were to send any family member to you, I'd definitely make sure to come to see you. And that goes for all the ladies that I know. Because <laughs> I, um, I was, like, big up in you to um, a, um, a friend of mine. Well, she's pretty much family. <laughs> and I was big up in you. I was just like, yo, man, this artwork she has is incredible. So, yeah, see, she does a lot of anime. I was like, yeah, she does a lot of anime, but I'm pretty sure she could probably do anything you want that you ask her, sincerely. I mean, I do I do a lot of different kinds of tattoos. Yes. I'm trained in pretty much everything except for specific types of tribal because like i don't know i'm white so i'm not gonna give somebody a full polynesian tribal sleeve it's not my place but um but like i don't know i uh i'm trained in pretty much every style of tattooing and i can do it it's just my social media i really only post my anime stuff because that's like where my heart is which is cool. And so, like, the more I put my anime stuff out there, the more clients I get for it, so. Well, I hope that when I, um, when I put this out, that people really start hitting you up. Um, but I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Be respectful. Yeah. Please. Because um, I would like her to be able to conduct her business and be able to enjoy her life at the same time. So... I mean, I'm surprised she was able to even give me this time, because I know she's been booked solid for a while. Yeah, I'm uh, currently booking July right now. <laughs> so, um, guys, if you want to get tattoos, you better do it now. You can always hit me up on Instagram for an appointment, because, like, I mean, I book a few months out, but it's worth it, I promise. I'll do you right. <laughs> Believe me, she wouldn't put it on herself if she, um, if she, let me put it like this. She would make a tattoo that if she wouldn't put it on herself, she wouldn't put it on you. I can already tell. Especially since she is just, like, epic with all the tattoos. <laughs> I'm kind of envious of her for looking so cool. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm not that cool. This girl, like, seriously, ever since I walked in, she's like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, yo, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, this woman is so cool. 
Oh my god. Like, I, I like turned into like a Japanese schoolgirl. I was like, kawaii! Oh my god. Actually, I have other tattoo artists in the industry that call me senpai and it cracks me the fuck up. Yusuke senpai. Just like, senpai, will you help me? And I'm like, yes, of course, baby, I got you. <laughs> I will teach you everything you want to know. Senpai. And then I, I got an apprentice too, and she'll call me sensei sometimes, and it makes me laugh. It's like, yes, sensei. <laughs> Seeing she already got apprentices and everything too. Oh, just one. And she'll probably be the only one I take for another like 20 years. <laughs> Pass down one tradition of her sword to another one. Yeah, I'm trying to get her set up so that way when I go study over uh, in Tokyo, she can take a lot of my clients on and like keep on like giving kansas city a good source for anime tattoos and cartoon work and color and everything just passion passing down the torch to her kind of because i'll probably find a tattoo shop in in tokyo to work in you should like i'm pretty sure they would love you in tokyo yeah it's gonna be good i mean i'll be within a year of being there i'll be completely fluent and so i'll be able to like go work in a shop and have no problem figuring out what my clients want and making sure that everything's right for them. And I, like, follow a lot of Instagram pages for shops in Tokyo, and, like, there's some pretty good artists, but, Mm. like, honestly, nothing like it's like in Kansas City. Mm. Like, the talent we have in Kansas City is unreal. It It is unreal. And so I feel like I could... I don't know. Being the way that I am and then having the portfolio that I do have and then being fluent in the language, I feel like I could probably walk into almost any shop in Tokyo and be like, hey, give me a job. Sure. She's speaking into the universe, y'all. You know what that means. Yeah. I'm making it happen. I'm making it happen. (laughs) See, that's... Now, that is what I call a confident strong woman right there. That just gave me a boost of confidence about this podcast. (laughs) So, you know, I'm going to speak something in existence. This is going to be one of the hottest podcasts that I throw out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. I'm getting flustered. Thank you. And that's how you get to your guests. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, I mean, do you have anything else you want to promote? Do you want to promote your tags or anything like that? Uh, You can find me pretty much on Instagram and Facebook at Howling Sorcery. Just howling sorcery um and then i don't know if you like lewd anime art you can find me at kitsune itsuki but that's like please be 18 please please be 18 otherwise i will block you <laughs> especially with all the shit i talk about i hope the listeners are 18 oh yeah because i i said girl but let me just put it like this for you <laughs> my show is definitely 18 plus Right. <laughs> like every once in a while I'll be wholesome and won't say a bad word or something like that but when I usually do these raw shows or something like that I just try to d- let it go let it fly yeah sorry I swear a lot I'm a tattoo artist <laughs> I swear a lot because I'm the son of a marine which is pretty much like the branch in the navy so <laughs> yeah so sailor mouth it's fine <laughs> so fuck fuck shit shit ass ass um Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Fallon. I mean, that's like really a huge origin of tattooing in the United States is all Navy based. And yeah. so 
I mean, the culture kind of intermixed with all the Navy, and of course you get sailor mouth across the board then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plus we're also, like, the only other place in the United States that tattoo artists were really working were, like, in the freak shows and stuff like that. And right. so, again, underground society culture in the West, and so you get a lot... You get a lot of interesting personalities. <laughs> she knows her history. I do. I love tattoo history. It's so interesting. So not only do we have an artist, we have a historian. No, I'm not a historian. Historian <laughs> in the making. I think I'm 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 pretty excited to see what else is gonna happen in the future for you. Thank you. I'm excited too. I feel like I have a lot of options. I just gotta kinda wade through it all and see what happens. <laughs> Man, I, I can't wait to see your future for real. And I think with that, I think this has been a dope interview. Um, thank you for being so cool and taking the time out for me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks yeah. for having me. I hope we can do this again soon because you have great dialogue and you have been really kind. Oh, you know, thank you. <laughs> so um, with that, this is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Um, the Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Um, the guy you should let date your daughter, aka probably not, aka. <laughs> I'm Future done. Stepdad. Good night, everybody. <laughs> just yeah, let's just go ahead and turn.